This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Hey there, welcome to The Tent. I'm your host, Scott Fellman, and it's time for another foray into the world of aquariums from a slightly different perspective. First off, let me preference today's brief little, I guess, I guess you'd call it a rant in my terms, but my little rant by telling you that I have no real axe to grind with the aquarium hobby or whatever. Uh, sadly, to some people, I know this may come across as a little bit judgmental and without a doubt, um, even though it's not my intention. My intent is to drag out into the light an issue that I feel impacts the hobby negatively and could even undermine the whole thing if left unchecked. Seriously, as a lover of the aquarium hobby, fresh salt and everything in between, and as a rather outspoken proponent and yeah, armchair critic on the culture of the aquarium hobby, I just felt that it's an appropriate time to air it out a little bit, perhaps promoting some discussion. I know I've talked about this before, but... It keeps coming up. And part of this was initiated by uh, a very strong criticism I heard from a, 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 somebody I, I saw on a forum, a reef keeping forum, criticizing the freshwater hobby. He called it stagnant and out of touch. So yeah, maybe there's a little bit of angst there on my part because being both a reef keeper and a freshwater guy, kind of, that kind of, kind of got me a little bit ticked off. The other part of the inspiration for this piece was prompted by some discussions I've had with newer hobbyists, um, I'll get back to that, or people on social media um, that uh, DM me and so forth. Uh, and I was also simply observing some trends and relating to some recent happenings in the hobby. Like many of you more experienced hobbyists, I spend a fair amount of my time, and happily so, I might add, offering advice to newer hobbyists or people at least new to our concept of botanical method aquariums. It's rewarding. It's a kind of a time-honored tradition in our hobby, you know, passing on harder knowledge to, from one generation to the next. It's part of our culture. It's a good thing. Like many of you, more in, um, you know, I, I, I get it. I love it. <clears throat> Excuse me. Now, many new hobbyists are understandably eager to embark on their aquarium adventures, fueled by the enthusiasm that comes from being exposed to all this exciting stuff they see online. It's our responsibility and our honor to share this knowledge with others so that they you know, can continue to explore, to develop, to learn, and ultimately share with others their body of work and the hobby over time. It's pretty cool. It's a cool little cycle. It's the overtime thing that's what gets me going. In recent days, I've spoken with several new hobbyists, or I don't want to say new hobbyists, hobbyists new to the botanical method uh, approach that we take who were primarily looking for what I call hacks. You've heard me term, use this before, shortcuts. You know, ways to go from zero to 100 in a few weeks. They wanted a complete aquarium system, you know, like they see on our Instagram feed or some other guy's Instagram feed or YouTube. They wanted a what they called a blackwater aquarium, fully established and filled with botanicals with, without really being bothered by what some of them actually chillingly referred to as non-essentials. Yeah, the, the term non-essential stuff 
actually came up in one form or another doing during that conversation with at least two of these people. And non-essential, I was like, what does that mean? Seriously, what's a non-essential element of establishing and managing an aquarium in terms of this is an, a vessel to hold living organisms? To them, it was everything not tied towards building the damn thing and accumulating the stuff needed to get to the finished product at all costs. You know, stuff like considering the more specific long-term needs of the animals that you're trying to keep. Non-essential stuff indeed, right? I realized that I'd seen this attitude before in not too long ago. And I'll tell you that it's not everyone. It's still a rather small, but unfortunately highly visible minority and growing thanks to the effectiveness of social media. Yet it highlights this trend that's a bit, well, it's chilling if you really look at it objectively. I'm somewhat astounded by the lack of one simple thing, patience, that some people in the hobby display. Is our time so valuable that we can't even wait for natural processes to play out so that we have a finished aquarium? And I'm not actually sure what the term finished means anyway, like an aquarium can never really be finished, right? And in some corners of social media and so forth, we seem to value the shortcuts to get us to some destination more than we do the acquisition of the knowledge, the experience, and the wisdom to get there. And again, not to pick on anyone, well, maybe just a bit, but three of these individuals happen to come from fairly experienced sides of the hobby. Um, one, two were so-called advanced um, aquascapers. One was actually a reefer. And as someone who spent many years as a reefer on both the hobby and the business sides, I can tell you that the lack of patience and the desire to hack shortcuts is pervasive in some parts of that end of the hobby. And unfortunately, it's influenced the culture more than some would care to admit. Argue if you want, but it's true in my opinion. I've been part of that culture for decades. Look at many of the most popular developments in the reef aquarium world. A huge chunk of them are all sorts of new gadgets and tech and numerous lighting systems, reactors, etc., which are cool, all designed to help make life easier for the reefer, helping us accomplish more with greater ease than ever before. They are, I believe, intended to help hobbyists solve real-world problems, hobbyists who understand the fundamentals of aquatic husbandry and could benefit from advances in equipment that make some things easier. Again, hobbyists who understand the fundamentals of aquarium husbandry. Yet a small and rather vocal minority within that community leaves one with a nagging feeling that the hobby is evolving towards accumulating gear and coral and stuff to get all the shit done, sort of, you know, like that, as opposed to learning and practicing the art, learning the science. People want those shortcuts, those hacks that will speed things up, bypass the learning curve to some extent, and arrive at desired results far more quickly without needing to really understand the process. I could give you lots of specific examples, but it would, first of all, it'd be like piling on and it would likely step on a few toes of people I like. So that's not their fault. Great technology is designed to make life easier, to help people enjoy stuff. And in the right hands, brilliant results can be achieved. Some of the new gear I'm using for my reef tank is so cool and it's advanced, but, it's, but if applied correctly, it's such a, it helps us with such fundamentals that it, it's terrific. What's disappointing to me is how these things have been hijacked by the very impatient minority of hobbyists who use them as a means to circumvent or hope to use them as a means to circumvent the process of learning how to manage an aquarium. You know, a silver bullet, if you will. I don't believe that's what the amazingly talented developers and marketers of these pieces of equipment or, or additives or whatever intended for their creations. Meanwhile, 
the work of the hundreds of talented people who are developing cutting edge things like coral care, propagation techniques, people that are doing advanced botanical method aquariums and so forth, breeding and rearing fishes, all that stuff, unlocking secrets of animals previously thought to be unsuitable for aquarium life. They're being dishonored by the attitudes and the actions of a loud and vocal few on social media and elsewhere. We see this creeping into some parts of, the, of our world, the freshwater, the larger freshwater aquarium world as well. It's not just a reef thing, so I don't wanna just pick on the reef world. For example, a lot of planet tank enthusiasts will rightfully use CO2 systems and other gear to administer required nutrients and stuff like that to grow their plants. It's a lot to learn and it's complicated. As a newbie, as any planet tank person will tell you, needs to understand just what his or her plants need and why they need them, not to mention how much and how often. These are things that are learned beyond the instruction sheets that come with the gadget. You need to understand plants to know the game. It takes a little time, it takes some education, and it takes experience. Yet increasingly, you see on the forums those who simply think that buying all the expensive name brand gear will help them circumvent the acquisition of knowledge and experience and simply achieve the result. You know, throw some money at the problem and it'll take care of itself. Like patience, we all need patience. Now there are some out there who will come back with, come on Scott, lighten up, you're, you're way too judgmental here. People should enjoy the hobby how they want to. There's no rules that govern how people engage in the hobby. You know, what are you afraid of technology, that kind of stuff. And of course my answer is resounding, I agree. People should enjoy the hobby the way they want to. And I'm no, I have no right to tell people how to enjoy the hobby. However, I'm not, and I'm also not afraid of technology. However, that's not the point. The point here is that embracing the use of technology as a shortcut or a metaphorical crutch without, without having an understanding of the basics is not a recipe for long-term hobby success. And the work of these people is being held as aspirational because they drop some big money on a problem. And it hurts everybody eventually, whether we see it immediately or not. Sure, it's going to sell a lot of gear short term and throw a lot of money into the aquatic industry ecosystem for a while. But it's not a recipe to build long-term hobbyists. When a hobbyist fails and leaves the hobby, as many do, even those who spend a ton of money, it hurts everyone. It hurts the hobbyist who feels somehow cheated and passes on the myth that aquariums are hard to maintain. It hurts the industry because one less hobbyist who will spend a lifetime buying things for his or her favorite hobby is gone. It hurts the hobby because one less individual who can help others by sharing his or her experiences is out. And most important, it hurts the priceless animals that we love lost to simple impatience because fundamental skills were sacrificed at the expense of some pricey gear intended to circumvent the learning curve that's simply part of the game. It's easy to paint this seemingly negative picture when you see what's happening. I was talking with a friend not long ago and we were sort of pondering the current state of the aquarium hobby and we both came from a diverse hobby background, most recently spending a lot of time in the reef world, arguably the hobby's glam sector, I guess. But it's a sector that seems to have almost cultivated a strange sort of disregard in some areas for learning the hobby, the fundamentals in favor of just buying stuff. I still love, we still love it and at least look at it some object, somewhat objectively, but falling in love with freshwater once again, which I did more than a decade ago, you start noticing the obvious cultural similarities and differences between the reef world. Yet my friend and I couldn't help but make obvious an obvious observation that shows a strange contrast. If you go on a reef hobby forum, you'll see these build threads. You hear me talk about those all the time. It's like someone's gonna build a tank and they try to share the thing, which is cool, right? Um, you see them in freshwater forums as well. The reef one will be titled something like, 
you know, Joe's 54 gallon rimless corner reef tank. And you're like, okay, sounds intriguing. And it'll typically start with a picture of some nameless hobbyist reef aquarium in some corner of the world as inspiration. It's usually a tank that looks kind of retouched or manipulated or whatever, filled with absurdly expensive equipment and rare pricey corals and fishes, just stuff that you're like, how the hell did somebody afford all this stuff? But anyway, you'll see that. Then the thread will feature a discussion and pictures of the numerous high-priced DC pumps, reactors, over-the-top LED lighting systems, gray Schedule 40 PVC plumbings, fittings with orange handles and monitors and over-the-top protein skimmer, all this stuff as they're acquired. I mean, it's cool to look at, but yeah, okay. Eventually, you'll start seeing progress on the build. You know, nice plumbing work, a beautiful stand, water testing equipment installed. Rarely is a game plan discussed. It's all about speed, getting to the finished product by any means, quickly. Eventually, some rocks placed in the tank. And typically, you know, soon after that, a really nice fish or two, followed by lots of corals, like a lot. Trying to fill the tank as quickly as possible. And usually, they're tiny little frags of so-called designer corals, high-named, high-priced cultivars with fancy names, little microscopic pieces that are kind of ridiculous, but that's that's what it is. And unfortunately, you know, we see this and we tr- we've sort of enabled these practices along the way because people will comment, you know, with all the ooing and eyeing and asking questions like, oh, how do you like the Ocean Masher 700 DC pump? Is it worth the price? Or with statements such as, you know, wow, when I pay off my college loans, I'm going to get a tank like yours one day. You know, Treating these builds as aspirational, despite the completely obvious lack of a foundation they're built upon, it's bizarre. Rarely do you see questions like, what corals are you planning and putting in the tank first? Are you trying to replicate a reef crest environment or a lagoon? Or even, how do you plan on curbing the aggression of your euphilia, which are very aggressive, so-called large polystony corals? How do you, you know, curb the aggression of the euphilia when you have all those little acropora, those stony corals, so close, mounted on the same rock. You never see questions like that. You know, critical stuff that you want to think about before spending, oh, I don't know, twenty dollars to $30,000 on, on an aquarium. The guy's being hailed as some sort of hero because he spends an audacious amount of money on his tank. It's weird in my opinion. Asking questions or making gentle, useful suggestions which can help prevent disaster, by the way, is not arrogant, judgmental, or unkind. Excuse me. It's responsible, it's compassionate, and it's the right thing to do. And no one ever seems to do it. Present company included. I watch in horror from afar. Excuse me. And then in a number of these cases, as the build, so-called build, progresses, you don't see a lot of progress once you see all these frags stuck in a tank and fishes. Something bad inevitably seems to happen during the process. Maybe an algae issue, a disease problem, or some typical problem that you'd expect to occur when lack of understanding Poor planning and disregard for procedure sort of meet and intersect. Again, an almost sadly predictable scenario plays out. Frantic pictures of hastily assembled hospital tanks, uh, photos of acquisitions of algicide or pest eradication equipment, you know, uh, or, or chemicals or whatever are shown, along with, you know, what amount to shockingly beginner like questions on what could have happened and what to buy to fix the problem. The Aquarius typically will chalk it up to, you know, quote, bad salt or poor quality fish from the local fish store, etc. Anything, anything but the folly of starting in a tank with a five-figure budget, a lack of education on the basics of aquarium husbandry, little experience, and even less common sense. And then worst of all, often the high-octane hero sort of fades away over the coming months. You start seeing less posts and then eventually it sort of disappears. Now, 
The typical freshwater build thread, by contrast, typically will have a title like Jane's 75-gallon Rio Tapajos-themed cichlid tank. <coughs> Excuse me. The thread often, you know, will start with a picture of a fish, a plant, or even a shot of the natural habitat that provides inspiration, followed by a detailed discussion of the fishes that will be kept in the system. The environmental parameters and how they'll be maintained also make up a fair amount of the introductory portion of the thread. This is a nice contrast to what we see in the reef world sometimes. Later, the hobbyist spends maybe five or six different entries talking about the tank and its equipment. Well, that's what we are. We like gear too, you know. Thereafter, though, it's typically about how the tank establishes itself, how it cycles, and how the animals are added. Progress pictures can take months, but typically show a great attention of detail being paid to the animals and the overall environment. The emphasis is typically on the art, not just the gear. And look, it's not just unicorns and beanie babies here in the freshwater world with everybody nice and perfect and cool. And not every reefer who spends a ton of money on his or her fish tank is a fool following a predictable path to failure. I mean, they're expensive. I can't even tell you how much I spent on my reef tank, and I'm, I don't consider myself a total, total fool yet. But look, we've all seen examples of ill-conceived, expensive freshwater tanks too. However, the apparent brazen disregard for the basics of aquarium practice that's evident so often in the high-octane reef build threads is often tempered by a surprisingly large amount of support and constructive criticism in the freshwater community during the process, often mitigating some of the potentially sad consequences of attempting to flaunt the fundamentals of aquarium practice. Maybe a hundred plus years of hobby culture makes a difference, I don't know. Yes, there is a palpable cultural difference between these two hobby segments. Of course, there are thousands of amazingly talented, supportive, and highly enthusiastic reefers out there with beautiful tanks that are highly successful. Yes, even some packed with expensive gear. And these people enjoy tremendous success and take great care of their animals. These hobbyists, who comprise the majority of the hobbyists out there, know and practice the fundamentals. They preach it to others and deploy a huge amount of patience, generosity, and kindness along the way. Unfortunately, as in so many things, the louder, more spectacular minority of people, things, and ideas get the majority of the exposure. I blame social media for that to some extent, or our application of social media. So a few bad apples spoil the whole thing. The danger of this complete lack of understanding and patience is that it contaminates our hobby thinking. And if enough people fail, the hobby slowly dies. Or worse yet, these failures add to the you know fuel to the fire of all those detractors that say you know the aquarium hobby is uh, you know killing uh, wild animals needlessly and blah 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 all that kind of we shouldn't be collecting or or any of this stuff people that want to end the aquarium hobby and there are people out there spectacular animal killing failures and the negativity perpetuated by those who experience them simply confirm the fears and misinterpretations of those critics who would love to see the hobby just go away thanks a fucking lot Nemo. <laughs> Seriously, that's what it is. I'm sure that my assessment of this trend has emerged from the reef, you know, of this trend that has emerged sort of from the reef world is probably not going to endear me to some people in the reef keeping world. But it's, it's not just reefers. Some people will say I'm overreacting and alarmist. And I understand, but I respectfully disagree. It's my opinion that we can do some positive stuff here to stop it. I'm not trying to create a divide between these two interdependent hobby worlds, asserting that every reefer is a superficial Silicon Valley and rich techno nerd and that all freshwater hobbyists are perfectly manicured experts and throwbacks to a gentler, kinder time. No, no, that, that is not what I'm talking about. However, of late, seeing this regrettable and all too familiar now, now, now attitude seeping into the rapidly evolving freshwater specialty world and culture is a bit of a red flag that I just felt compelled to point out. Somebody has to know, it might as well be me, I'm not afraid of taking the heat. 
And I want to be on the right side of history. <laughs> it needs to stop in the reef world and it needs to be thwarted in the freshwater world. Look, it's not like either side of the hobby is in danger of an imminent massive collapse or that, you know, that we're about to have for some epic disaster. It's just that the shift towards a more superficial understanding of hobby fundamentals is something that will ironically set us all back. Hobby thought leaders, fresh, salt, and everything in between, have a responsibility to continue to preach patience and education, lest we endanger the very hobby that we love so much by embracing an impatient, I can solve it all with a piece of gear or an additive, you know, kind of attitude. There's so much good stuff already going on, it can't be drawn out by a few loud yet preventable failures. However, I mean, we're so much better than this. However, we can't be that easily impressed. We can't feel that we can't worship the, the almighty gear or expensive fish acquisition by everybody. We could celebrate it, but expensive toys will only get you so far without understanding of fundamentals and the patience that you learn along the way. It's remarkably easy to combat this bad stuff too. The best way to stop this is to simply provide constructive criticism and friendly supportive assistance when prompted. If you see someone headed towards an inevitable disaster, gently but firmly point out why and offer ways to circumvent it. Don't just regurgitate stuff you've heard online or whatever. That's what resulted in a lot of people not even wanting to think about botanical method aquariums for decades. Offer actionable advice based on your personal experiences and observations. Positive, affirming observations and gestures go a long way. We do this already. We do it on both sides of the salinity line. We just need to employ it more and more. We need to preach patience. We need to preach the one fundamental skill for which there is no hack, and that's patience. Patience. Focus on patience, responsibility, and the acquisition of aquarium fundamentals, the real values that the hobby cherishes. Hold them. Hold them up. Honor them. Scream them from the highest mountain, whatever. Teach them tirelessly to newcomers to the hobby or to your hobby sectors. Be supportive. We can do this. Stay vigilant. Stay persistent. Stay enthusiastic. Stay patient. Stay supportive and always stay wet. Until next time, this is Scott Feldman from Tenant Aquatics. Thanks for letting me vent and spending part of your day with me. And I look forward to seeing you on the next installment of the Tenant.